Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Uh, Welcome to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Today's topic, which Annalise really, really wants me to make sure we stick to, is Lethbridge's strategic plan, what are the costs and benefits of growth? Not curbside recycling. So don't ask about curbside recycling. I might mention it. Uh, Just a reminder, you can purchase memberships into the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs from Annalise right here. They cost money. What do they cost, Annalise? 25 bucks to support the only rational debate you're going to hear in this city. But if you're interested in irrational debate, stick around afterwards. We're all for that. It's run by volunteers. It's a nonprofit organization. As you can see, $11 for this wonderful food is a, is a bargain. Trust me, it'll be good when it gets here. Uh, like I say, find Annalise. Uh, don't find her while Mayor Chris Spearman is talking. I mean, unless you get bored. Go ahead. I need to thank our our corporate partners. We've got the University of Lethbridge. They support every which way. It's easy to find support for something like Sackpaw. Uh, Country Kitchen Catering for the Great Lunches, which I mentioned. Shaw TV, Channel 9, right? Just catch this. Anything you miss, anything I mumble through, anything Chris mumbles through, catch it again on Shaw. What time? Uh, 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on Shaw. Just turn it on. Leave it on. It's great. Uh, We've also got CKXU 88.3 FM Radio Live. And, oh, look, the Lethbridge Herald, which, of course, is where I'm from. My name is Dylan Purcell. I'm the sports editor at the Lethbridge Herald. And apparently I'm a fantastic moderator. Take my word for it, though. Don't judge by the performance. We're going, to give, we're going to give 25 to 30 minutes for the presentation. I'm going to give Chris a clear sign at the 25-minute mark, letting him know it's over. I hope the sign is clear. I'm going to try to keep it as you know, family-friendly as possible. Uh, we're going to wrap up about 1.30 p.m. That's with the question period and everything else. Like I say, stick around afterwards to keep talking about the subject. Now, I'm going to introduce the subject. Costs and benefits of growth. The current Lethbridge City Council elected to serve a four-year term in October 2013. They've done quite a bit since then uh, under the stewardship of Mayor Chris Spearman. They've built a framework called, and this is a mouthful, the City's Integrated Community Sustainability Plan slash Municipal Development Plan to establish strategic priorities for the next four years. Boy, it sounds like a framework for municipal development. I would have called it that. These priorities will assist the community in realizing the hopes and ideas of Lethbridge residents that were captured in the comprehensive community consultation that drove the contents of the plan. That's way too alliterative. The plan is a four-year document, but it's a living document. It changes all the time under the auspices of council, and they do quite well. And now, the fellow who's going to talk to you about those costs and benefits of growth is... Mayor Chris Spearman. 38 years of business experience. He devoted 18 years to serving on the Holy Spirit School Board, two terms as the chairman of that board. 
He's a vocal opponent of electrical deregulation in Alberta, organized gas boycotts. Uh, he is a, a peace disturber of the first order, or at least he was before he became part of the establishment. Chris helped establish the Industrial Association of Southern Alberta in 1983 as a founding member. In 2008, he joined the Lethbridge Chamber of Commerce, and he's done a million different things for them since then. In addition, he served five years on the U of L's Faculty of Management Advisory Committee, and since 2010, served on the board of the Aboriginal Housing Society. He's volunteered with several community organizations, including Economic Development Lethbridge, he's a founding member, and the Rehabilitation Society of Southwestern Alberta, which of course we all know now is the Ability Resource Center. As I say, before he became mayor, he was a poop disturber of the largest degree. And as mayor, I think he's done all right. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a warm round of applause. Mayor Chris Spearman. Thank you very much, Dylan. Uh, we call this our strategic plan. That's a simple way to refer to this and uh, I'm very proud that Council has come together and got this uh, strategic plan put together. Having said that, it's not final. We do call it a living document, and uh, coming and presenting to community groups and getting your feedback is part of the strategic plan process. We do have unprecedented growth in Lethbridge. Uh, when you add it all up, we have close to a billion dollars of new investment happening in the next four years in our city. I think that number shocks a few people. But when you look at the uh, hospital expansion, when you look at the new trades building going into the college, when you look at the new science faculty going in at the university, the leisure center going in in West Lethbridge, the Royop commercial development going forward in West Lethbridge, Three of our industries are expanding, in, uh, so there's a lot of things happening, and there's a lot of peripheral development. I think uh, good things are happening in our home building industry. So we're, we are facing a different type of challenge right now. Every week or every month I get a list on my desk of the number of employment vacancies there are in southwest Alberta, and it's typically between 400 and 500 jobs that we can't fill. So that, that is an interesting uh, dilemma. So there's a bit of a mismatch with, uh, there are people that, are, that remain unemployed, but in terms of skilled employees, uh, we have uh, a, a situation in southwestern Alberta that we haven't seen for a long time, and it's uh, not unprecedented throughout Alberta. That's happening throughout the province. So how we're going to get through the next four years is interesting. And growth is coming at us, and how we manage that growth is really uh, going to be important. And did we get it right is basically uh, what this is about. So council in the last year has dealt with a number of issues. Right off the bat, we had the urban drilling issue, and then we had the EMS dispatch issue. Then we lost a councillor, and we had to have a by-election. And then we uh, had a boil water order issue, and we had the flooding issue. And through all of that, I'm proud to say uh, that we did get our strategic plan together. Council's been working well as a team, and that doesn't mean that we all agree on everything. What that means is that we were able to collaborate and come up with a plan, a framework that we could use going forward uh, to deal with the challenges of growth. So with that, uh, our strategic plan starts out with the usual things, with our mission statement, with our vision statement but then gets into the strategies. And today, what I want to talk to you about is the strategies. 
So uh, we'll start off with strategy, strategy one. So strategy one, if we can just go to the top, Gerald. Sorry. Uh, just want to read the... Uh, Council embraces its, its role as government leaders of the corporation by strengthening the process of governance. There was a perception in the community that council wasn't doing the leading previously, uh, that they were being led by administration perhaps. That was certainly a community perception. And this council wants to change that perception. We want to demonstrate that we're setting the direction and that that the administration is doing the work. But we're setting the direction for the way Lethbridge is going forward. So a key part of that is uh, how, how are we going to do that? We're going to demonstrate governance excellence, and we're going to aspire to this. We haven't yet achieved it, but we're going to continue to work at that through leadership and setting clear direction. So we want to continue doing that. Uh, we want to have a foundation of policies. We immediately set in place uh, we have a series of over 40 policies. We're going to review each and every one of those policies to make sure they're current and that they're serving our needs. And as we need to, we'll introduce new policies to provide further direction and governance as we go forward. So the, one of the things we're doing on a regular basis is reviewing our policies, bringing them back to council for further review, and then uh, updating them also. By the time we finish this term, we will have reviewed all of our policies and we will have put some new ones in place. So uh, we have clear committee structures and our committees are active working committees. Our councillors are working harder than they ever have before uh, with uh, more more time and in things like open and effective governance committee, which did exist before. Our environmental committee is certainly uh, very vibrant and uh, if you have the time to attend some of the committee meetings that are always held in the city council chambers, but you will see that our, our committees are active and working. Can we just scroll up a little bit, Gerald? Okay, what we want to do also is we want to be a council that's learning. We want to make sure that we, uh, you, people criticize us maybe for going to some of these conferences. Uh, uh, last week we were, in, uh, we were in Edmonton. There were something like two dozen different courses that you could take as a counselor. I don't know who would object to uh, people taking professional development courses to upgrade their knowledge and their skills. Uh, we also get to meet with the other municipal councillors from all across Alberta, and we get to learn how they handle issues, and we get to benefit by sharing knowledge and information with them. The other thing we get to do, of course, is we get to meet with uh, provincial cabinet ministers. We met with several of those last week, again, to communicate the needs of the city of Lethbridge to significant members of the, of the new provincial cabinet. Uh, we met with Health Minister Mandel to talk about ambulance dispatch. We need to get the contract in place. Uh, that's the one piece that's left to do. We have an ambulance services contract, but we need to get the dispatch contract completed. Uh, we also met with the Minister of Municipal Affairs to talk about uh, things uh, about continued funding and reliable funding for municipal governments, including Lethbridge. Uh, we met with uh, the Minister of uh, we met with the Ministry of Arts and Culture. The minister was actually ill, but we're talking about shortage of, of funding for the arts organizations. Uh, they're all being cut back. I've had a series of them come to my office uh, saying their funding's being cut back 40% this year and 20% for the next two years. And uh, we certainly are concerned about uh, funding for the arts, and we want to make sure 
that uh, all these funding cuts aren't going to wind up uh, coming to city council for support, you know, because we're not getting additional funding to, to sustain them. And we need to make sure that Lethbridge is receiving its full share of funding. So we want to build, build on our reputation as a leader in governance innovation, so we want to we want to move forward. We do things that others don't do. We'll, we, in November, we're going to have a four-year budget that provides a lot more certainty and direction. We we ask the provincial government for certainty in terms of funding, and we think the organizations that rely on the municipal government also need certainty in terms of funding. That doesn't mean that we give everybody a free rein. Once we give them money, we're looking at possibly having a, a reopener after two years. The other thing we've done is we've instituted uh, a return to reporting uh, to council in terms of financial reports. We now get three financial reports a year on the status of our performance against the budget. So uh, we just had a report coming back to council uh, last month uh, explaining where we were in the budget and uh, what we, how we could expect to end this year. I think it's really important that city council have good financial understanding of what I call financial literacy, a full understanding of the budget, so we can provide better accountability and we have a better knowledge of what the risks are and the opportunities versus our budget. So uh, the number five down here is uh, implementing a work plan. It's great to develop uh, a strategic plan. The strategic plan is very philosophical. The work plan is the strategies about how you're going to get it done. So you're going to see us focusing in our committees on the work plans. How are we going to achieve the strategic plan? So it's going to be very purposeful and it's going to be very tangible about what we're going to do. Okay. What we want to do is council it wants to enc encourage and enhance citizen engagement. And I think uh, sessions like this are important. Uh, we need to get out to the community more. Uh, we need to provide you with information, we need to educate you, we need to listen, and we need to get feedback. So uh, we need to be out in the community more, and uh, this, is, this is one step in the process. I've had the pleasure of meeting with a number of community groups uh, so far, talking about different issues. Sometimes it's urban drilling, sometimes it's EMS dispatch, but whatever the current issue is, it's important to go out and explain uh, what all the various aspects to any specific issue are, and... We need to be more involved and more in touch with our community and not just fighting fires when people are upset. We need to be out in front of the issues. Okay. Can we move down to 1.3? I think we need to pick up the pace a bit. Okay. So we want to advocate on behalf of our community, and we were doing exactly that in uh, last week in Edmonton. And every once in a while, you'll see things. Uh, there'll be correspondence attached to the city council minutes, and I'll be writing a letter to a cabinet minister, and there'll be letters from the office of the mayor. I don't write letters by myself. I make sure I'm representing the will of council. Uh, we're a team of nine people. I happen to be the mayor, but I need to make sure whatever letters I write also represent the views of council. And uh, when I'm advocating, we need to make sure we're representing council's views. Okay, can we move along? Okay, so let's go to goal number two. So that's the role of council, the over overarching goal. Uh, again, um, financial stewardship. I think uh, other than any specific issues that, that people have, people always contact me and want to know when their road's going to get paved or when we're going to uh, do something to improve their aspect of the city. But the other thing I hear very commonly is people want to know that their taxes aren't going to go up dramatically. 
right? So, or some people say, don't raise my taxes. That's pretty flat. <laughs> but, but financial stewardship. I think the fact that we have an active audit committee, the fact that we're receiving financial reports to council to improve our literacy and understanding of the budget uh, is our examples of steps that we're taking to improve our financial literacy. When we understand more about, what the, about the budget and we're about to launch into that budget process for the next four years, then we're, we're much more accountable and we can, we can make our administration more accountable by asking questions about how the money's being spent on behalf of taxpayers. So uh, we want to be seen as leaders. We think a four-year budget process is much more predictable, as I've, as I've said. We want to have an effective audit committee where we ask questions and we take, we take charge of, of the financial matters. And we want to make sure our planning and budget processes are coordinated with council. We, we also have a, a new initiative uh, that's come out uh, this week where taxpayers can see where their money is being spent. You can go in online and use the, use the tool where you can manipulate the dollars and say, well, we don't want to spend as much money on police force and we don't want to spend as much on fire. You can do that kind of thing. And you can manipulate the dollars using the online tool if you have access to a computer. So that's something, just another way that we want to educate our taxpayers on, on how the money is spent. So it starts out with your assessment. It says, how much is your house assessed at? So we put in the average number, and then, uh, and then we, you can change that number to what your assessment is, and then you can see how much of your dollars go to each uh, level of service that the city provides, and then you can manipulate that if you, if you choose to. So, so we want to improve the public's perception of council's control of finances. Again, we want you to understand that we're making a, a deliberate effort to be in control of the finances and, uh, take and be responsible for them. I think we need to move up a little bit. Okay. So we, we need to budget to achieve the current and future priorities of our community by balancing resources with needs. And needs is important. Uh, there's a lot of would likes. There's a lot of extras. And right now our budget's going to be a very challenging process, I can tell you. When you watch the budget process for the next six weeks as we go through to complete the, the four-year budget, you're going to see we have some significant challenges in order to keep our taxes down. Okay, uh, So we want to explore the risks and benefits of alternate funding options. We want to look for creative ways of doing things. So maybe government isn't the only way to fund things, and we want to look for, for private funds. And that's getting more challenging all the time because that's exactly what our arts organizations are doing, uh, having fundraisers. Uh, we want to promote financial best practices. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're... Con consistently reported to when we understand and we know we want to review service levels to make sure that uh, we're getting maximum value so uh, so and we also as I've said we also want to make sure our policies are up to date so I think we need to move along a little faster because we're at number two out of six <laughs> okay council uh, stewards Lethbridge to a well-designed city by ensuring quality urban design and you can see with the, with the growth that's happening all over our city now, uh, the west side is growing at about twice the rate of growth as, as the other parts of the city. How do we have balanced growth? Uh, but certainly if the growth is happening in the south and in the north. And uh, so now we're seeing uh, growth all over the city. We're growing at a rate of, uh, some of you have seen 2.85% 2, 2 
Uh, we were going along at about 1% to 1.5% for many years, but this past year, 2.85%. And if we uh, begin sustaining a rate of growth of between 2 and 2.5% and, and 3%, uh, that's going to put a lot of pressure on our, on our city and on our infrastructure. So uh, we, what we have to do is manage that growth. And uh, we want to have uh, well-defined planning standards, and we want to have good practices for growth. We need, just need to move up, Gerald, a little bit. Uh, we want uh, development standards and processes based on different time periods, so this is a challenging time. And right now, the, uh, there's a number of gaps in terms of uh, neighborhood connectivity, but they're all quickly being filled in. So if you're on the west side, you see where the new high schools are, and uh, you, see, uh, you see the development areas, you see an open field. I think uh, within four years, that open field between the high schools and between uh, Gary, Gary Station, probably going to be filled in in four years. You know, that's the kind of thing that's happening in our city. So uh, we need to continue to create attractive parks. So in all our new subdivisions, you see, uh, you know, we, we generally have had a philosophy of having parks within two or three blocks of where you live. We, we need to sustain that. And uh, we always want to make sure we have pleasant, livable neighborhoods. And I'm very proud of the fact that Lethbridge has more parks uh, per capita than any other city in Alberta, and we intend to keep that. Uh, we want to establish a, street, a strategic approach to neighborhood renewal, and infill is going to be very important. We need to promote ideas for, for infill in the older areas of our city. We need to have renewal, and uh, we need to revitalize those ideas. We have some projects that have been stalled for a few years. We have developers that want to do them. Uh, we need to find ways of making those projects move forward. Uh, so we need to make sure we are our land use bylaws are current and we need to make sure that developers are uh, can react to them that the city the city's land use bylaws don't hold development back that we have positive development and we have respectful development that retains the characters of neighborhoods okay can we move along a little bit okay Okay, we want to have a balanced approach to urban transportation. There's been a number of improvements to the transit system. Uh, every time you make changes, there's people that like the changes and people that aren't quite as happy, but we're, we're certainly trying to uh, improve the level of transit service. We're reaching, you know, as the city grows, we need to reach more areas and provide transit to people who don't have cars. Uh, we need to make uh, transit a viable choice for, for members of our community and in, encourage and encourage people to use our public transit more. Uh, it's certainly a critical uh, or an essential uh, service for our student population, so we always need to have a viable transit service. So we're looking at other new things. We're, we're buying ener more energy-efficient buses, and we're proceeding uh, more with technology, so uh, we're hoping one day you'll be able to use your smartphone to figure out when the bus is coming. So we're working on that technology. It's not here yet, but that's uh, one, of the, one of the things we're working on. Okay. Uh, and we do want to make sure that we continue with our bicycle paths. We want to be pedestrian friendly and continue those type of things that make our city uh, a healthy, viable city for the people that live here. Okay. Can we move up? What's 3.3 what's here? Um, Okay, the vibrancy and livability of downtown. We have a number of underdeveloped areas downtown. 
Again, we need a developer for the most part to, uh, to come forward. But we also, Council's saying when it comes to development downtown, we also want to make sure it fits with the goals of downtown. And one of the things we want people to do is feel comfortable living downtown. And we're hoping that with future development downtown, it will include uh, residential options. Okay, we want to have lots of celebrations downtown and bring people downtown more often. That's uh, part, of, part of what we want to do. We move along a little more. How close are we to the end of the presentation? Another. Okay, one minute till I got five minutes. Okay, Gerald, I think we're at three, and we need to get to six, right? So, okay, number four. Okay, council fosters a safe, healthy, and vibrant community through inclusive policies, recreational, and cultural opportunities. So, we do want to be an inclusive city. We want to be a welcoming city. We have. Uh, a large uh, number of uh, people who are immigrating, and Lethbridge is seen as a desirable city, so you've seen significant new uh, uh, people from the Bhutanese communi community. I think we have the largest Bhutanese community in Canada, here in Lethbridge. And we want to welcome people here and make them functioning, uh, contributing people in our community. So we want to be inclusive. Uh, we want to be welcoming. Uh, we want to make sure that we welcome visitors here. Uh, one of the things we may have done, uh, we want to make sure that we're, or one thing we want to do is, is upscale our uh, tourism effort. Uh, we've had a, a meeting at CASA earlier this year. We had a number of people from various aspects of the southwestern Alberta tourism community uh, there. And we want to work with regional partners. We want to promote southwest Alberta. The government of Alberta is, it wants communities to work together and we see it as an opportunity. What the government wants is they want people to look beyond Calgary Stampede and Banff. They want people to see the rest of Alberta. And we see that as a great opportunity for ourselves. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't focus only on Lethbridge. We should recognize, you know, I talk about Lethbridge being really the, uh, the hub of the south or the gateway to the south. And that's a great role for our city to play. I also talk about our city being the city of celebrations. I hope that we can have a celebration every weekend between May the 1st and the end of September. So we're always we're seen as a vibrant city with something going on, and we have some great things happening, like our jazz festival and uh, our arts events. But there should be something happening in Galt Gardens or something happening downtown all the time that draws, uh, gives, gives our visitors something to go to see and provides some excitement for our residents. So bring them downtown from the outskirts. So we want to do all of those types of things, and uh, that's certainly something we want to continue to do. We recognize uh, with a significant uh, job shortage, four minutes, uh, with a significant uh, job vacancy in this area, we will be relying on immigration, uh, a, sig a significant uh, a portion of immigration in order to fill those jobs, as well as job skills and training for existing uh, people. Okay, let's, shall we move along to number five? We've got two minutes each. <laughs> Okay, City Council takes a leadership role in the protection and preservation of our natural environment. Uh, Lethbridge is probably the largest city in Alberta, if not Western Canada, that doesn't have a recycling program. Nine percent of our waste is diverted away from the landfill. Um, certainly incumbent on this council to make some improvements on that and to educate the community about the value of recycling. And we have to do it again in a cost-effective manner. 
I get people phoning me up saying I'm not paying $1 more for recycling. So, <laughs> But we, we have to recognize that that is good. We have to be financially responsible, and we can't uh, be offloading our current waste to future generations uh, for them to clean up sometime in the future. We have to be much more responsible about the environment. A 9% diversion from the landfill is amongst the lowest rates uh, for cities. Most cities are in the range of, uh, of 60% in terms of diversion away from the land landfill. So it's a great opportunity for us. We need to make some progress in that in the next four years. So, Okay, can we again move along? We want to also deal with community education on that issue. It's not, uh, that, that's why we have facilities like the Helen Schuler uh, Interpretive Center to talk to people about the value and, and educate them on our environment and, and so they understand how important it is. Number six, I think we've got two minutes left before we move forward. And I'm sorry to rush through this. I have 50 copies of our strate strategic plan outside and it is available online. Okay, Council fosters strong relationships with neighboring communities through collaboration. So uh, we understand that we're the largest fish in the pond in, in southwest Alberta. Uh, we understand there's a responsibility for that. We benefit from what happens regionally. Uh, there are people, people who live in Lethbridge, go out into the surrounding region for, uh, for recreational time, and people in, uh, in the surrounding region will also come into Lethbridge. So when we build a leisure centre, people in all the surrounding towns will use that uh, leisure centre. But people from Lethbridge go to West Castle to ski, they go to the Crow's Nest Pass, uh, they go down to Cardston. So we have to recognise we're bigger than just a city, and we can't think only of a city. And it's been great on some of the political issues to have support from the surrounding region. So when it comes to filling job vacancies, when it comes to EMS dispatch, we have to recognize we're not only looking at the city's needs, we have a broader responsibility to provide needs to our surrounding communities as well. And when we work together, we're, when we have partners, we're going to be much more successful than if we work by ourselves as, as a city alone. So. Uh, so that is the essence of the overall strategic plan. I didn't get into as many details as I would have liked to. We kind of skipped through to meet the timeline. But certainly I would encourage you to uh, become knowledgeable of the strategic plan and to provide us with feedback on a regular basis. The message I want to leave you with is did we cover everything? Did we, did we miss anything? Is there any serious omissions? And what, what should, you know, we need to hear back from you some constructive feedback on the plan. So thank you very much for your time today.